November 5th, Rome, the fourth great empire. Daniel, chapter 7. In a series of prophecies given to Daniel throughout his life, the Lord presented a timeline for the coming empires of human government which would rule the world. These would each reign in succession in their appointed time until God one day chooses to replace them all with his own government to be led by the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Daniel lived five centuries before Christ's first coming to earth, who was at the time born to a virgin Mary. God's will for Jesus' birth was presented to Mary by the same angel who had first appeared to Daniel, and she consented to the Father's plan, conceiving by the divine power of the Holy Spirit. In the three separate visions presented to Daniel, four future world empires are described using imagery of various beasts and a human statue. The kingdoms of Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and Rome. Today we're living some 2,500 years after Daniel's visions, and we're likely somewhere near the end of the era for the fourth beast, the Roman Empire, characterized by iron and its modern-day descendants, symbolized by a mixture of iron and clay. Reading first from Daniel 7, Daniel said, I was looking in my vision at night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were churning up the great sea. Four huge beasts came up from the sea, each different from the others. That's Daniel 7, verse 2. After this, in my vision at night, I looked, and behold, there was a fourth beast, terrifying, frightening, and tremendously strong, with large iron teeth. It devoured and crushed, and anything that was left, it trampled with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that came before it. It had ten horns. Daniel chapter 7, verse 7. These are a tree of life version. Just as in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, the first one given to Daniel in chapter 2, the Roman Empire is described using the oppressive strength of iron. Reading from Daniel 2, Finally there will be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, for iron shatters and breaks everything. And just as iron smashes everything, so will it shatter and crush all the others. Just as you saw that the feet and toes were partly potter's clay and partly iron, so this will be a divided kingdom. It will have some strength of the iron, for you saw the iron mixed with the clay. As the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly clay, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. Just as you saw iron mixed with clay, people will mix with one another, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. Daniel 2, verses 40 to 43. We now enter the realm of interpretation and speculation. What does it mean that Initially, this beast will smash everything with iron, but then it will be much weaker, a much weaker mixture of iron and clay, partly strong and partly brittle. One can research any number of interpretations for this, but here's mine. <laughs> the strong iron is the original Roman Empire around the time of Christ, which stretched this mighty fist across all the known world, including Jesus, Jerusalem, and Galilee. It was a government of domination, slavery, and expansive warfare. I interpreted the later, weaker mixture of iron clay as a sort of modern-day reconstituted Roman Empire, an alliance of states, which are called kings in the Bible, which have evolved from the original Roman Empire, perhaps including some of its former members' colonies. Some of the fierce dictators of modern history drew their symbolism from ancient Roman times and attempted to rebuild their own version of that empire. Fortunately for the people of Earth, they failed. But scripture warns us that before the coming of God's final kingdom, the kingdom of heaven on earth, there will be one last attempt at reconsolidating the Roman Empire. 
This will be done under Antichrist and will have the backing of satanic powers. For a time, he will achieve frightening results. But the good news is that we already know the end of the story. God's empire will prevail over evil, and this last evil world government under Antichrist will be thoroughly defeated and removed. Referring back to Daniel 2, Now in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will this kingdom be left to another people. It will crush and bring to an end all of these kingdoms, but it will endure forever. Daniel chapter 2, verse 44, Tree of Life Version. When the Lord finally does install his kingdom of heaven on earth, all that is good and pure will remain in it, and all that is evil and harmful will be taken out forever. What about us? How can we, very imperfect people, hope to survive all of this to be with the Lord into eternity? That is exactly why Jesus came to earth the first time, to be the perfect and complete sacrifice for our sin on the cross and to be raised from the dead for our eternal life. All people have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's in Romans 3, verse 23. But God has a remedy for each one of us. I'm reading from Romans 6. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's Romans chapter 6, verse 23, New King James Version. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That's Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10, also New King James Version. The spiritual life in Christ is a complete gift of his love and mercy. All we need to do is to humbly turn to him to receive it. We will then be given the gift of the Holy Spirit to live within our hearts, to continually cleanse, aid, and comfort us. He will lovingly guide us closer into Jesus' perfect light. And may you choose to receive this priceless gift of eternal salvation today. I'll close with a reading from Psalm 34. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Psalm 34, verses 17 to 19, English Standard Version. And, and we get our righteousness from Christ. Reflection. Where do you need God's light of love to shine in your life today? Let us pray. Father God, we turn to you through faith in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Protect us from dark forces and powers, for we know that you are far greater than all of them. Declare us righteous by the cleansing and forgiveness of Christ through the power of the cross and Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we may rest in your blessing and comfort, releasing to you all our worries and anxieties and sharing your love and forgiveness with other, others around us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And have a blessed and beautiful day in the Lord today.